to start this segment by noting the passing of the man who sang that very memorable piece of music, Frankie Lane, described as the big voice singer whose string of hits made him one of the most popular entertainers of the 1950, died on February 7th at age 93. Frankie Lane was a regular feature of the top 10 in the years just before rock and roll ushered in a new era of popular music. Lane had numerous hits, including That's My Desire, Jezebel, I Believe, Mule Train, and That Lucky Old Son. But he may be best remembered for singing the theme to Rawhide, which ran from 1959 to 1966. Lane also did a memorable rendition for the theme of the 1973 comedy classic Blazing Saddles. He apparently told Mel Brooks at one point, that's a beautiful song. Mel Brooks countered by noting that it, well, it's funny, but you know, it they both got it right. It's not a bad tune. He rode a blazing saddle. He wore a shining star. His job to offer battle to bad men near and far. He conquered fear and he conquered hate. He turned our Right, this is a little bit of science. At the end of last year, The Week magazine uh, referred to 2006 as the year where it was finally realized that global warming is real and that man is the cause. Somehow we don't think the opposition to this idea is going to go down uh, quite that easily. No sooner had Al Gore won an Oscar for his uh, documentary and Inconvenient Truth than the Tennessee Center for Policy Research described as an independent, non-profit, and non-partisan research organization committed to achieving a freer, more prosperous Tennessee through free market policy solutions, issued a press release <laughs> claiming that Al Gore's 20-room mansion in Nashville consumes more electricity each month than the average American household uses in an entire year. According to this group, Gore's natural gas bill is pretty exorbitant, too. What we want to know is how the Tennessee Center for Policy Research got a hold of Al Gore's utility bills. We're not sure that's a matter of public record. Do you think that how much you pay SMUD or PG&E should be available to anyone who wants to look it over? And, of course, the main thing about this is that if the Tennessee Center for Policy Research president, Drew Johnson, says... As a spokesman of choice for the global warming movement, Al Gore has to be willing to walk the walk, not just talk the talk when it comes to home energy use. And of course, you know what that means, that all the evidence for global warming needs to be just thrown out the window because Al Gore apparently has a high energy bill. I want to thank uh, Don Rose for sending us uh, an email with that little item. And you may have noticed that the uh, European Space Agency's Rosetta Comet probe uh, just swung by Mars a couple days back. The Rosetta, in fact, zoomed just 150 miles above the Martian surface. Rosetta has already completed a, a swing by of the Earth, swinging back past Earth in 2005, 
and is using this Mars flyby to again swing past the Earth on November 13th to, uh, to slow it down to make an approach to the comet 67P churomayov gerasimenko in early 2014. This seems an awful, uh, awful circuitous route to go visit a comet, but uh, it saves immensely on the fuel you need to get to that comet. But what's most impressive about this mission right now is these stunningly beautiful photographs it took of the red planet, and we would suggest that you go look those up on the web. They really bring home um, sort of a hybridized view of what Mars looks like through a telescope and what it looks like through the space probes that go there to land on the red planet. really kind of bridges the gap. And in a bird flu update, we would note that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention issued guidelines for how we should deal with an influenza pandemic should one break out before a vaccine is available. The plan is basically as follows. Keep your kids home from school and don't go out into large public gatherings. You need to plan to do this for up to three months. And if you own a business, you need to prepare to operate with a skeleton crew. And uh, what else? Oh, yes, plan for losing some income during that time period. Yes, it's reassuring to know the government has a plan, which, as far as we can see, is pretty much the plan Radio Parallax presented to you last fall. Well, at least the government didn't suggest that you stock up on plastic wrap and duct tape without explaining what to do with it, which, as you'll recall, was their plan to how to deal with weapons of mass destruction back in 2003. But in other bird flu news that's even less reassuring, we have the following. According to New Scientist magazine, 20th of January, last April, a researcher at the University of Texas, Austin, put tubes into a centrifuge to separate out their contents, which included a human flu virus modified to carry a gene from the H5N1 bird flu. The centrifuge became unbalanced and stopped. And when the researcher opened it up, he found the lid of a safety cup holding one of the tubes had fallen off. Fearing that the tube inside had leaked, the researcher disinfected everything and called the lab's safety officers. He was wearing a protective hood and respirator, and the whole room was at negative pressure to prevent leaks. But the researcher had made one mistake. He opened the centrifuge and removed the samples without waiting the recommended 30 minutes to allow any virus-laden aerosol to settle. In fact, the tube was intact, but noted the magazine, if aerosol had escaped, the consequences would have been serious, since, <laughs> serious to say the least, since the virus would have been able to infect humans with unknown effects. Such research has been criticized for creating unpredictable viruses that may never emerge naturally. Well, in truth, they are going to have to do some, uh, you know, some pretty heavy-duty research to come up with a vaccine, but this does give one pause. In some follow-up on last week's discussion of the world's worst dictators, we have a couple of items. Regarding the, uh, the Iran of the Ayatollah Khamenei, we note that U.S. officials keep referring to the fact that all options are on the table, which is code for saying, yes, we might use nuclear weapons against Iran. Some people in America are not deciphering the code, but it's pretty clear that people in Iran are. And uh, one would guess this is not providing motivation to the Iranians to slow down or stop their nuclear program. And if we'd had more time on last week's program, we would have liked to, liked very much to have discussed uh, 
the story of Zimbabwe with David Walachinsky. Robert Mugabe has been running that country since 1980. He turned 83 last week and uh, celebrated to the strains of a song called God Bless President Mugabe, which was aired on state-controlled radio. He also offered up an interview on state television and uh, threw a birthday bash costly enough to feed thousands of people for months. Noted Michael Wines in the New York Times, Zimbabwe's economy is so dire that bread vanished from store shelves across the country last week after bakeries shut down, saying government price controls were requiring them to sell loaves at a loss. Robert Mugabe is ruining Zimbabwe. That's a topic we hope to return to uh, in the future. Unfortunately, we are uh, just about out of time for today's program. We just want to note in closing that if the Sacramento News and Review, a somewhat left-leaning paper, is in a complete agreement with Comstock's Magazine, a decidedly business-oriented publication, well, that's evidence that there's, uh, I think, a consensus of views on, on a given topic, and the topic in question is Natomas, that area of urban sprawl spreading north of the city of Sacramento in which, uh, by the way, city officials in Sacramento appear to be covering up their mistake by coming up with new flood zones and raising everybody's assessments, taxes you pay for being in a flood zone. We're going to quote from Comstock's magazine uh, next week on the show, because, like I say, we're running out of time, but, but we just want to note that an election will be held this year wherein <laughs> the person's vote is going to be weighted according to how much their flood taxes would increase. Who's doing the waiting and how much they're going to wait? Well, that, that, that's just not clear. But, uh, but all in all, we would say this is the kind of model election we would expect to see in the Republic of Zimbabwe. And if yes, that idea strikes you as being floridly crazy, well, <laughs> well join the club. Someday when a flood uh, of, of disastrous proportions, something on par with that of what happened uh, to New Orleans in the wake of Katrina, when something like that strikes Natomas, and we believe it's a matter of when rather than if, we hope that Heather Fargo and the Sacramento City Council and the people on the uh, flood control board will still be around to answer all of our questions as to how they let this happen. I just want to close with one quote from the Comstock's Magazine article. In January, FEMA proposed designated the entire Natomas Basin in Sacramento and Sutter counties as a special flood hazard area, meaning the area has a 1% chance of flooding every year. Said Comstock's, now everyone from the federal government down to the man in the street is wondering who's going to pick up the $414 million price tag to repair the unstable levees? Well, it's a pretty good question. But of course, despite the specter of levee breaks, the building continues. We say if you own a business or home out in Natomas, uh, you know, uh, keep, <laughs> keep the address and phone number of the developer that sold you the property handy for the next, oh, 30 or 40 years. You know, you may just need it. Or, or at least your lawyer may need it. We will revisit that topic next week. That's it for today's show. We want to thank Kirsten Sanford for joining us, along with our good friend Benjamin Jonas Keeling. 
This program was produced by Edward McMillan. I'm Douglas Everett. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. We'll see you next week at the same time.